Hello, hello. Welcome to Last Minute Politics. This is a show where a bunch of furries talk about politics and, oh my goodness, did a whole lot of politics happen. I mean, a whole lot of politics happen every day, but the mm-hmm. last two have had a whole bunch of relevant things. You want to just jump right in with because we have, we have so many? <laughs> Have a, we do have an overview for once I could kind of talk about. There's the Activision Blizzard, both the lawsuit segment of it and the uh, walkout part of it and the uh, general public response, I guess, to it. We have Simone Biles. I, is it Biles or Baez? I always thought it was Baez, like Joan Baez. I think, I think it's Biles. With the L. Okay, so L, Biles. If it was two uh, L's, that would perhaps make it different. Yeah. I just assumed it. I'm like, ah, oh, Baez. I don't know why, but yeah, mm. Simone. She pulled out of the uh, of uh, various Olympic events, and people have had loud reactions to that, like yeah. opinions. Some people disagree with her decision. To it just feels weird to me. Um, gee, wh- what else have we got? Uh, Tesla hidden costs in Tesla. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tesla has a, a surprise. Uh, a, a macro transaction <laughs> that you can activate. <laughs> a little tech on. If you don't catch it, you just you know. might lose $14,000. So, Oh, we didn't that mention we ha- that thing. We just charged it to your card. No big. About 15 minutes ago, Nancy Pelosi said that she, that, uh, she didn't directly say we aren't going to cancel any student loan debt, but she sure said a lot of words that mean that. Oh, yeah. no. And that's just in the last like hour. So let's start out with with oh, wait, wait, one more. Blizzard. Oh, what else? Uh, I was I was thinking maybe I was being hyperbolic when I wrote it, but maybe less so now. I posted a link with the text: "The culture war is already here," and it's people oh. sending messages like, "I hope someone kills you" in response to demanding a mask. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I've, how did I forget about that? That's the biggest one. A brand new CDC, brand new, mask requirements, not requirements, suggestions, guidances. They're changing the rule, not the rules, because there aren't, there's no, a rule implies enforcement, that, some, yeah. that there's some consequence to breaking it. The suggestions have changed again, and there are many, many reactions to that as well. Our governor put out a statement saying, like, we the law is the law, and we say no mask mandates, no vaccine requirements. But everybody else, you should probably get vaccinated. I don't know. Like, it's just, oh, our governor's the fuck worst. Your governor's <laughs> probably a little better. They're, they're expected to not be doing that, at least. Pritzker has been, for a billionaire, Pritzker's been pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's just as long as they toe the party line, they're always going to be doing better than the average than the party line of the Republicans. It's like doing nothing versus actively making it worse. It's like everyone always says with everything. No, Pritzker <laughs> has quite a track record thus far of taking action, making like doing what he can. It's been more than just show. It's weird because he's a billionaire, so you know, <laughs> boo. I want to. Yeah bust out like a did they do this but also that would imply that i have any idea what the hell the solution should be you know maybe mm. at some point you know for zan and i especially that like we do a recap of 
what did our hometown actually do during the pandemic and did it make a difference just to kind of show that's, policy can change people's lives oh yeah that's a that's a gradual continuous update with me because i just talk about arizona and its policies all the day <laughs> hey hit us with short list so there is a tweet that's saying, uh, in response to the Activision Blizzard walkout stuff, what can I do to help? You know, I being someone who is just reading this or just hearing about it. Uh, and there is a statement of intent that I don't know if it's just one person. Like, I don't know if this actually speaks for everyone on the walkout as, like, they've signed off on this or if it's just one person who is in it that wrote this. So I don't know. That's my disclaimer. I didn't quite find that out. But here is the quote-unquote statement of intent. Given last week's statement from Activision Blizzard and their legal counsel regarding the DFEH lawsuit, the subsequent internal statement from Francis Townsend, and the many stories shared by current and former employees of Activision Blizzard since, we believe that our values as employees are not being accurately reflected in the words and actions of our leadership. As current Activision Blizzard employees, we are holding a walkout to call on the executive leadership team to work with us on the following demands in order to improve conditions for employees at the company, especially women, and in particular women of color and transgender women, non-binary people, and other marginalized groups. Number one, an end to mandatory arbitration clauses in all employee contracts, current and future. Arbitration clauses protect abusers and limit the ability of victims to seek restitution. Nice. Do, do we want to, like, blab about each one? Point by point. <sighs> I mean, I guess general, people know that arbitration is, uh, it's like court but not court. It's where they get to do their own little kangaroo court where if you have a complaint, instead of being able to take it to, like, a judge, like a certain, like a federal judge or whoever, your local courthouse, no, they hire an arbiter who does the arbitration and they hire them. Like the company pays the judge. They sit in a room and say, here's how you're going to be fucked. Now sign. Like, unless you're rich enough to go fight it. It really does show that you are an, under a different law when you're at work. You know, you have the world law and you have your, when you're law. Yeah, exactly. Your rights when you're at work, because if you get sexual harassment or, or a crime done to you at work, your company is very much incentivized to bury that crime for the good of the company. And I've seen it happen so much, you know, like, oh shit, something bad happened. We gotta bury that because it's gonna it's gonna fuck up our bottom line. Or we might have to have a layoff, you know? There's that thought, like, oh shit. Like they're very important. We have to let them get away with the gross uh it's just, it's just like the Catholic Church. You know, this this gives us so much value in our lives, so we're going to not look at the boy touching. <laughs> so, like, you know. Is that the title? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to not look at the boy touching. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right, hit number two. The adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees at all levels agreed upon agreed upon by employees in a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion organization. Current practices have led to women, in particular women of color and transgender women, non-binary people, and other marginalized groups that are vulnerable to gender discrimination not being hired fairly for new roles when compared to men. Nice. So this gets interesting in that the whole the, this whole thing is still happening within capitalism, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, what the... 
so I keep mentioning the Black Socialists of America group. Uh, they keep talking about dual power. And point two here directly addresses that. Activision is not suddenly going to be a non-hierarchical, non-authoritarian structure anytime soon. But mm -hmm. if the people who are walking out now suddenly have power and can force some changes in their favor, this is one of the things that you can do. So, like, yeah. this is... this. Point two here, uh, not just diversity, equity, and inclusion organization as far as like focusing on marginalized groups, but the, the thing that this is covering is the workers, period, get to decide this, not people that, you know, that small percent at the top of the hierarchy. Sure, so sure. That's what's very interesting to me about that is it's very specific in this case, but it has much wider reaching effects if that demand is met well what's interesting is that as has been illustrated that gross behavior has started at the top and it's kind of in recognition of that fact like blizzard activision has had very high-ranking people that have been fired for things before and they still had the problems you know like you know it it, yeah. it was from top down um but that's a lot of from where it came from you know and it's those high-ranking officials that of course then of course they're going to go ahead and do the shitty stuff so it is good to see that as a step point the third publication of data on relative compensation including equity grants and profit sharing promotion rates and salary ranges for employees of all genders and ethnicity and ethnicities at the company current practices have led to aforementioned groups not being paid or promoted fairly fuck yes share all salaries always yes that one, I think, for the most part, speaks for itself. And again, similar to point two, that is a dual power move. If only certain people have your compensation, and money is power, if only certain people have access to that information, then you, the workers, have less power. You have less bargaining tools. Yep, yep, yep. Point the fourth. Empower a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force to hire a third party to audit ABK's reporting structure, HR department, and executive staff. It is imperative to identify how current systems have failed to prevent employee harassment and to propose new solutions to address these issues. This is another one where I overall like the intent of it, but I am most skeptical of that one having the effect it wants. I've never been in a, in a video game company where I felt like the HR person was my friend. They were always trying to like, <laughs> no, seriously, like I was always the enemy. Correct. Because, all right, so to anyone listening, uh, at your company, especially if anyone at your company, especially at the top, is describing working there as being like a family, HR <laughs> is not only not your friend, it is actively, every day, your enemy. HR's only reason to exist is to protect the company, and then secondary to that, part of protecting the company is doing most of the things that your employees need that have to happen anyway, but never at the expense of the company. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about the things we have. Like all of these points individually, we all agree that they would all that they would be good things. But here's like a metaphor. It feels like they've now presented us with the surface of a table without acknowledging the legs that must first exist in order to place like a pot. Like, 
I, I wish that there was a number five, and it was in order to accomplish these goals, we demand to be like allowed to form the video game labor union. Like, yeah, like, it, individual good. Th- what they need, they want collective bargaining. Like, if we look yeah. at this from a class perspective, the working, the workers, the laborers in the company. Just okay, let's just narrow it down to just this company. The owners are your Bobby Kotick and the C- the shareholders, uh, kind of like lumped into one, and then everyone else is the labor force. Mm-hmm. So in this, the everyone is very united at the top. Bobby Kotick and all that. They all agree on exactly what they want to do. They want to pay you as little as possible. Uh, have to pay out zero money in lawsuits, which is very relevant in this case. That's why you got to send them to arbitration because <laughs> it ends up cheaper for you. Uh, it, like it's all money, profit, profit, profit. That is it. The interest of labor, meaning every other person in the company, the people who actually make the video games and all that, is to pay their bills, have childcare, not get like finger banged at work, like shit like that. They don't want to be harassed and treated poorly. They want to have a good work environment and all that. So the only way you get those things is if you band together as your class, your group, and demand that it happens. That's that's what like the walkout, the whole idea of the walkout is like show solidarity to make a group. But even if they individually implement all of these things and the labor force uh, maintains its separation from each other, they maintain their itemized, isolated, I'm going to do this on my own, it's it's kind of moot because Mm -hmm. they are fighting a united uh, power at the top and it's going to fuck you up. And not just united, but far more heavily resourced than yeah, any they have of you as an individual. Way more money. <laughs> they own your your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so so you, you have to make your collective ass so large that it cannot be owned. <laughs> hey, hey Zanny, do you yes. do you have a great exam and by great I mean fucking awful example of one of your previous game industry jobs owning your ass? Well, yeah, uh, plenty of times, <laughs> but my worst example, well, many of the worst examples, they're all they all involve involuntary crunch. But uh, basically, when I was hired at Volition for Saints Row, uh, well, what I I didn't know I was on Saints Row yet. They hired me for I don't give a shit that this is out here. They hired me for Red Faction. I'm like, oh yeah, you're gonna be working on this. I'm like, fucking great. This is great. Starting up. Here's who you're gonna be working with. It was directly presented as such and i get there and you're like oh shit we need you over here uh by the way it's 10 hours and eight hours on saturday now sorry we really need you it was in the contract we kind of talked about it so there's that whole like bait and switch bullshit it's pretty amazing yeah like like and and uh the other one that you can get stuck in was like well guys we didn't look at the contract right we got 50 animations here it's taken us this clo- this long to do five. I guess we're going to have to stay here till two in- all week. It's like, what the fuck? You're the one who fucked up. You're the one who gave us the shitty contract, and we're, we have to suffer for your mistake. And this will not be reflected in pay, in final performance, or anything like that. You know, It's just grunt work. So like people talk about every time it shows up with shoplifting and the scaremongering yeah. of, oh, we... Companies essentially lose so much money to shoplifting, and I love the graph. It's like, ah, let's show the graph, to, the graph of wage theft, because, Zanny, what you described is fucking is wage, wage theft. theft. Yeah, you're right. 100%. <laughs> and I've, it's, been it's through legalized it. I've been through a wage death march. Theft. Yeah, making you work I've, more for the same amount of money. I've led teams uh, when we went to uh, contract work at high voltage, and 
they were like, oh, hey, well, uh, you, you, you manage these contracted people and they're, they're only supposed to go 40 hours a day, but we're going much late, later and they're not supposed to fill out that many hours on the sheet. So Maggie comes to him like, why, you should put out more than 40 hours on the sheet, all accusatory and shit, because she's HR and she's intimidating. She even called herself the queen. Like, jokingly, but it's not a fucking joke, right? Yeah, so. that that is one of the key people that will be used to suddenly, oh, you can't make a living anymore. Yeah. So, like, we talk about the retaliation for the for this kind of thing. I, let's move to the walkout, because that's what the retaliation is supposed to be, is Activision has been treating their... I mean, as an overview, there were... Uh, the, I think the reason this one, the catalyst for this was there was a woman who committed suicide on a company trip because she was like, getting harassed so bad. Yep. And that seems to be why we're all talking about it now because you can't just like it's ignore that. Just as that. Easily. It's, it's not just that. It's not just that. Shit. There, yeah, I think that's it's, why this one broke through. <laughs> You're right. It was the not straw to break the camel's back, basically. Because Ubisoft is just over there and no one talks about it. Like, <laughs> well, because no one I, died. It's, it's true. You're you are 100 correct. And Ubisoft? one thing I wanted to <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, Ubisoft, yeah. No, I was going to say uh, Ubisoft is Ubisoft. looking at this whole thing going, hey, make sure oh. we send out an email talking about mental health services. Not oh. like doing anything else, but all that's going to happen is an email is going to go out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm just I'll, trying to illustrate, this is every video game company. Jim Sterling says it all the time. Oh, yeah, Sorry, absolutely. Like, it's everybody. Investigate every single video game company, and the only reta- the only retaliation you have against it is a group action. So there was a walkout today. But mm-hmm. and that's cool. Like I like strikes. I like when labor exerts its power over uh, the owners because the owners do not produce. So you doing that ends the business. Like you you have so much power in the relationship, but only as a group. But uh, a bugaboo that happened with it is, I mean, has it been confirmed? I saw last night that apparently Activision was like, "Okay, you're walking out. Sweet, this is a PTO day for everyone. Paid time. Yep. You just get you get, so like they essentially nerfed the strike." By by sanctioning it, like if, you, if you're doing you, some shit and your boss is applauding, like your you, your reaction was perfect. It's like great. It just became two days. It should. It should be two days and so three and four and five until the company's like, oh fuck. We have an interesting problem with the with the dream job industry because video games is in the dream job industry. It's in the Tiger King. Okay. Oh, totally. Because like you go to school. For that, and I tell you, it was literally one of the happiest days in my life when I landed my first fucking job. Like, I went to four years and, like, busted my ass literally at the top of my class and was the only one hired in my class, right? I was, I was super proud of that. And, like, they take that energy and they can just do fucking anything with you. I painted boards in a sweaty 90-degree garage and I was happy to do so my first day. For the green screen that we're gonna use, you know, like, and that's fine, but it just shows like, <laughs> that's funny. What it's like. You're not even programming. They're like, hey, can you move these boxes? One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And I and you, I I put up with the homophobia and the weirdness because like, fuck it, it's my first job. This is great. I'm here, you know. And you you put your head down. You deal with it because you that's what you worked your whole life for and you don't want to fuck if if you and it's funny i didn't out my first company because at the time i felt like 
it would be, be, be bad for me to take down a company of people because that's how they get you. <laughs> it's also an industry where if you if or, if you make too much noise, just no one else will hire you. Like they all talk to each other and go, yeah. ah, this person complained too much, so don't hire You're right. them. Um, and uh, that first company did fire me, and I was like never allowed back again for being mad about their sexual harassment. <laughs> but uh, they were one of the few fucking uh, companies in the Chicagoland area, you know, that fucking hurt my future prospects. And uh, I think they did change for after that and, like, had a big... I saw the fucking fear in their eyes. But anyway, my whole point of this is saying that even if there is a walkout, Remember when there was a writer strike and there, we had s- s- slightly shittier late night TV? <laughs> it'll be yeah. like that for co- it'll be like that for Call of Duty. You'll have slightly shittier sh- slightly shittier Call of Duty, and guess but what? Already Call shitty. of Duty is that's the point. That's my point exactly. <laughs> it's, it will it will keep its non quality of like the bare minimum of what a Call of Duty needs to be. You know. But, oh, it's so cynical now. Games aren't even games. It's games as services. So the games are already made, and they just run them for till the end of time. Like <laughs> you just have to do minor. Like you just got to make costumes. So, and I think that's kind of the goal is they want to get all the the devs out. Like <laughs> they don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to have to keep paying people at all. They treat people like shit, and it's already like, oh, it's too good. Like we got to do it. Wor- you got to be worse some- somehow. So I I have a prediction. Okay. Let's let's enter some kind of. Uh, immediate term win where walkouts and unions and such happens, well, Activision Blizzard is just going to close all U.S. studios. Oh, you, shit. You already have this going on in the mobile game space of all of these companies where there are even less restrictions on working conditions than here, and it's it's like it's coding, churn people, like chew them the fuck out to make shitty game after shitty game after shitty game just to continually do it. Uh, what is it? The one that's doing the new Pokemon Tencent being uh-huh. pay to win bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how much like they have poor working conditions, but I assume if you're that fucking capitalist, you must, right? Right, and Ubisoft is multinational, and they're or, and they're or overseas, and they're very <laughs> not okay with their work practices. What, I, what I'm getting at is like, okay, you as far as video games, anything digital, like you can't put embargoes on it. Like you can try, but it what like if the United States, how do you address it? Let's say someone wants <laughs> to open the ethical studio here and still has to fight against Activision Blizzard abusing people and churning shit out and using their resources against you. What should happen to make it better here? Oh, shit. 500 Ubisoft workers join protest over discrimination hey! and abuse. Holy <laughs> shit. It's, it's a wave. Good. Good. It'd be cool if you if you can get one industry deal. Like, cause, I mean... Set the Screen Actors Guild. Before that, it's kind of like how video games are now, and you hear people yeah. make that point all the time. If you lif- if you listen to James Stephanie Sterling, you hear that uh. point made all the time. <laughs> but uh, it it one industry is good. You you need everybody because it's like Dragor just said. We've had uh, branches. There's been Amazon uh, warehouses that have unionized. So in retaliation, mm. they just close the factory, and they could just make most or all video games outside of America. That's like that's kind of the part of the point of the 
when we talk about a a, glo- a global communism <laughs> that's that's what you need you need the global working class to be united so it's just impossible to do anywhere we need to have each other's backs so hard that we essentially chase rich people away <sighs> and, there, and and there may or may not be some wars in the process yeah but that's the only like that is the the final solution. That's the actual solution. It's the only way to do it. That leverage I'm talking about, you got to expand that to the global scale of the people who actually do and make things happen in the entire world, not just restricted to any any given nation. Have so much leverage and power that we need to exert over the extreme minority that owns all of our asses. I tell you what, I've met enough fucking uh, video game studio heads. Many of them are just so such fucking man children that don't know how they they got lucky. I'm, They're probably fa- off. Like how many fail sons have you worked? Oh, for? My, the guy I worked for in St. Louis was fucking insane. I I don't even know. I I, I don't even know where to start with that one. Fail son being the son of a very rich guy who they just keep trying to put him in charge of shit and they keep fucking up a, over and over. He was a big sweaty <laughs> dude with stains all over his shirt that said the best never rests and would always come. <laughs> <laughs> and I would I would animate Lara Croft in a certain way. What? That's not badass. Everything Lara Croft does is badass. I'm like, okay, dude. This is the genius that's leading our company. <laughs> the idea guy, if you will. Uh, anyway, I, I am, yeah. that is so upsetting. Oh, I have, yeah. I put another proposed title. I worked for I a fail son. I uh, once was funny. a fail. <laughs> I worked for a fail son. We had a fail son as our uh, head of sound design because that was the uh, oh, yeah owner's that's kid. The job I want. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> actually, actually, flop, well, no, that's the owner's flop. kid's job, Pepper. You see? Yeah. We need some <laughs> kid's job. <laughs> that's for owner's kids. What were you thinking going into sound design? <laughs> anyway. All right. So let's hit this is a, a bonus quest. Quest. So in Tesla, if you buy a Tesla, not <laughs> only is it okay. So I feel like, te- like because I don't want to just like shit on Teslas in its entirety because some people just want an electric car and like electric cars I like. I like the idea yes. of electric cars. I th- I wish more people had them, but it's like the Rick and Morty of car brands where, like, the people around it are just so embarrassing. Except this one is the guy who's embarrassing happens to be uh, an extreme version of, like, he's an ultra-capitalist who got his money off of, like, mineral rights. So, so meaning his family, like, fucked up some foreign country. Was it South Africa or Bolivia? He had a cobalt mine. So, like, yeah. Tesla's extra worse. <laughs> but also, we all use Amazon nearly every fucking day. So, there but for the, I can't, like, judge Tesla people. But when you get a Tesla, you don't just get the autopilot. It is an upgrade. But that shit is a firmware upgrade. So, so it's not even a firmware uh, you can upgrade. Just, it's just a flag. They change. They change a setting. It's already there. Yeah, it, it's like when you find out that the video game already has the DLC on the fucking disc you bought, and then you have to pay to unlock it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's already there. It's right there. They just won't let you access it. So we found a tweet, or Drago found a tweet, this person that says, hey, if you do a certain combination of button presses in your Tesla, if you double you click the shift panel twice and accidentally engage the autopilot, 
in the Model 3, Tesla will automatically charge you $14,100 if you didn't previously purchase autopilot. No password prompt, no credit card challenge, just wha-bam, 14K on file. That's one expensive double click. So <laughs> so here's the one benefit of being poor. If I, Not even being poor, I guess. I, I realized after reading this for the second time that my credit card's limit is $12,000. <laughs> like, oh, that shit Christ. wouldn't even go through. <laughs> I'd be like, well, Tesla, you can try to charge it. But Chase will be like, uh, this guy doesn't have that much money. We don't trust him to owe us that much money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I thought 12000 was a high limit, and I just realized I, oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't even buy the autopilot software access key i guess to a tesla let alone a tesla <laughs> the worst part is they totally thought they could sneak that shit past uh well it's they they market it on autopilot and then apparently it costs 14 grand to use the autopilot and that oh, like people get mad at mac for shit that's like an, a, a hundred thousand times worse you don't even know you bought it it's ridiculous yeah all right so if you if you roll down, they're like, "Wait, what happened?" And he's like, "Apparently, his this guy's father-in-law was driving his wife's car, and it's just this just happened because it's such an innocuous way to do it. Double click shift. To, if you turn on autopilot, basically, if you I try mean, like, to turn it on, it's like, here you go. I, I genuinely believe that this is not a dark pattern. Uh, a dark pattern being something that you encourage users to go through. Hmm." to get an effect you want that they clearly probably would not want themselves if presented. Like, I don't think it's a dark pattern. I get what you're In that, like, someone said, no, I don't want... Because you know they are always going to try and upsell you on it. Because mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. people here in the U.S. only know automatic. So, you know, as part of being the hipster, hey, we're for car nerds, but if you want automatic, fucking pay us. Uh, I'm like it is more complex. I understand that, so calm down, engineering nerds. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I just, I just felt Mackie and Axel hearing me say something bad about cars. <laughs> oh my god! They just perk up and went. Dragger was an oh. asshole about transmissions. <laughs> mm. But uh, I think it was just an oops, like. If it was intentional that way to turn it on, they just had a software flow that went through and double-checked and said, oh, you don't have this. Boop, it's on your account. Like, it's gotcha. it's the kind of thing that is unfortunately extremely plausible to be as a bug, but holy shit, if someone comes out and says, here's the design notes saying, and if users do it on accident, oh well. Like, if they knew yeah. this was a bug and then left it, then it's a dark pattern. If they did it on mm. purpose, it is a dark pattern. Are we leaving out the possibility that Elon Musk just doesn't understand money to, now to the point where he's like, yeah, whatever, just like do that. Why would they be mad? You know, if you if you have the car, you want the thing, you know, you, you put a little, it costs a little extra. <laughs> what's a good, what's a $14,000 between friends? It's, an, it's another out of control man child. I don't know. Cause like they had to think that we get dinged. Like you double click and you're like, you're not getting a call from your credit card like, hey, uh, what the fuck's this? <laughs> well, or look, it, you're on an airplane. They charge you for alcohol. Tesla charges you for autopilot. Yeah. Not to, like, <laughs> burst the fun bubble, but we are talking about Tesla where 
at least once a month and usually more than that and articles coming out about all of the software bugs that they have like they are they're very secretive they're very closed source so no one's checking their work and they're not checking their own work that well oh. so like i am an engineer i do not trust the ca- the tesla car to be more safe than the fucking chaos of everything else out there because i know engineering and i know software <laughs> And, and the Chevy Bolt is exploding, so like, the, other, the, the one I try to go, like, oh, get this instead. It's like, well, a new one, I guess. The old ones blow up. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Is it, Would I go figures if we find out it was left there or even put there intentional? Yeah. Do I, do I think that's what's going on based on their track record? Ooh, option three. Is it fake news? Oh, <laughs> oh did it not even happen? I mean, it's possible. This is just a tweet, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't phase me. As, it doesn't immediately be like that's fake. So like, ah, I buy it. <laughs> I believe that would happen. Hell, I don't think enough people know that it's not free. It feels like fucking buying a light bulb. Then you get home, it's like, oh, if you want to turn it on, it's another five dollars. Like, well, Jesus Christ! <laughs> the whole reason I bought this thing. That is where capitalists want to go. You're not wrong. <laughs> Feels like everything's gonna like the coin What's the op sticker was price? The What's the f- oh? I hate all that shit. God damn it! Why is that a thing in some places where you can the haggling and all? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. Can I? Can I like propose a thought I had? I was driving yes. and I'm noticing like all of the issues I've already had and that I know everyone has as far as oh, well, this car has this type of parts and you got to go to this type of dealer. And I'm like, all right, what what is the modern commie car and how much would it cost? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, at this point, I'm actually pretty comfortable saying, y- you know what? Every car probably should have Android Auto or the Apple one or what have you. It just makes getting to where you want to go easier. Would you call it? Call it the comrade. I don't have <laughs> the comrade coop, not coop. The comrade coop, the new Kia comrade. The coop. Kia comrade <laughs> blowing into Cuba this week. Because like you could train people to the point where we're like, let's call it twenty. Let's call ten percent of all cars out there are effectively the same line of car with intent to support backwards compatibility or modularity. Such that the cost of maintenance and repair just plummets, right? Mm. You get your longevity out of it. You get good gas mileage out of it. You get some good environmentalism out of it. Yeah, I like it. And just for the sake of, you know what? People like looking at different shit. If there are some different cosmetic body and color things you can do just so it doesn't all look drab and fucking the same, great. (laughs) Spend a little bit more so we're not fulfilling what the right thinks we want to do. Hell, I'll tell you what. I know a lot of people who would rather have a pe- uh, a very boring looking and maybe not quite comfortable car than no car. <laughs> oh, I had... What was it? We made, it I'm going to fuck up this saying, but it was super cute when I heard it. Somebody <laughs> on YouTube said it. it was like Referring to the USSR and the production, it's like, we make... Uh, oh, we make Sputniks, not lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. It's like, look, they might all have to eat the same kind of Chex Mix, but at least there's some Chex Mix. <laughs> Before, you guys had fucking nothing. All right. Sputnik, not laundry. Okay. 
Who makes Sputnik's not lingerie? I like that was cute. I like that one. Oh, I forgot. I got my hair cut today. I was listening to people talking. They're whoa. just about like, oh, my. Oh, what? What's happening? No, I'm saying, whoa, you got your hair cut and you heard people talk in the, in the barbershop? Oh, <laughs> yes. I go to this guy. This is this is a situation where, like, the guy is fine. Like, he's, he mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. He's the, I trust him as a barber. But, like, his establishment, you can tell it's just, like he is just barely scraping by, which is another reason I go there. Because <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, if I give you money, I know it's going to, like, you're going to spend it on bills. You're, you're not going to, like, invest. It's not going to, like, go f- zip around the stock market or go to shareholders or whatever. Uh, oh, but uh, the guy's like walking in. the The discussion was like essentially how you. It's it's all just about like I, we're all super broke. Uh, my car isn't working right now. Can I? And just thinking of how many people are so close to ruin at all times, and I don't want to. I'm not becoming a pinko. I'm not, I'm not becoming like a, a I don't know Soviet apologist or whatever. But I, it's starting to hit me where. Damn, we put so many resources and energy into making sure that there's that you know the one company that owns the Fritos gets to make ten thousand flavors of that Frito, and we're we get that pointed out to us as if that's meant to be what freedom is. Freedom, look at all the kinds of toothpaste you have, even though it's like yeah. the one company makes all the toothpaste. But if the alternative is to have you know maybe two kinds of toothpaste, but everyone has uh, access to the toothpaste. <laughs> Like, oh, also, hey. because it probably doesn't require bad chemicals, here's the published recipes on if you want to try and make this thing your own and follow certain guidelines to get the effect. Oh, right, right. get the effect but it's of It's not what? like toothpaste requires, like, crazy industrial chemical engineering. It's... Oh, right, right. Like, to make certain <laughs> textures and to make it nicer to get that foaming agent, like, yeah, that takes engineering, but you don't need that to brush your teeth. <laughs> It's just a priorities thing. And then, like, once you get, once we kind of get a baseline of everybody has some fucking food, you're going to get variations. I mean, humans cook. <laughs> like, there's no shortage of different interesting foods in the world. And, like, no one's going to say, we're because of communism, we're making carrots illegal now. Star Trek Deep <laughs> you Space just can't Nine. Have them. Cisco's father is a fucking specialty chef with a particular regional cuisine. They don't have money. <laughs> you just he show still up. has a there restaurant. <laughs> What people still do stuff without the the want of money? I am unfamiliar with this. Yeah. Now, there's one thing I missed uh, that I saw, um, and it was some Zanny. I saw yeah. it because you retweeted it, and it was someone talking about today's the day that employees are holding their walkout, and they have the Acti Blizz walkout and Activision Blizzard hashtags, and then mm-hmm. Twitter says the following media includes potentially sensitive content. And then I click on it, and it's a picture of an IGN tweet saying Activision Blizzard employees announced they will stage a walkout on Wednesday, July 28th, to protest leadership in the wake of a lawsuit highlighting harassment, inequity, and more within the... Like, this is the game. Twitter went out of its way. That, that's not coincidence that that was yeah. flagged as sensitive. I agree with you. That's fucking crazy. Uh, uh, I kind of talked about this... With Pepper, so Zanny, this is more of a question to you, but also our listeners, if we wanted to figure out a way to do this as a group activity. Okay. Uh, the propaganda thing continues to be on my mind. So every time I visit my parents, you know, they have network TV news on. Uh, I was at physical therapy, and they had, I don't know, CNN or MSNBC on the news. And mm. every single news item was blatantly propaganda. There was an article about telling people, no, really, it's fine. Have more kids. There was a news article about 
uh, unemployment fraud. We- <laughs> unemployment fraud. In the yeah. face of fucking wage theft, that's what you're putting on the news? I think something to really keep in mind is all media has a bias. And you have right. to think about where it's coming from. But, like, so many people nowadays. don't. There's so many people that watch that and go, that's the news. Yep. And Absolutely. so my proposal is we pick either, like, a network TV show or a news hour. We'll do it on a weeknight. And we're going to sit and silently watch the news and the commercials. And we're going to discuss it afterwards. Like, an I'm hour tops. I can't stand more of an hour than this. And <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's do, great. Do 15 like- minutes. <laughs> Commies react to commercials. Oh fuck! Get away. <laughs> Commies react. Maybe maybe we do have voice on if we want it, and if you want to hear what's going on, deafen. But it, maybe we do need the option no. to go. Oh fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. We can give our thoughts after the thing, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. I will. I will put something well, together to and make you. an announcement. This will happen after Megaplex. Cool. I'll scribble out some notes. Probably I'll watch and be typing yeah. furiously. Yeah, I like and it. like I like it can it. be a semi-regular thing is like taking the pulse on propaganda in liberal America. I love it because we always talk about it when we see it in wrestling. Like, oh my god, I I never watch commercials, and <laughs> what is happening what right fuck? now? Because you're like, <laughs> this is what ads are? Yeah, exactly. You forget <laughs> once you're uh, disassociated. Once you're not, it's not part of your daily life, and you're not used to it. And then you see it again. It's so jarring. Like, I've been an ad block for too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's we watched the movie They Live the other day. Hey, if you're a Patreon person, by the way, we get uh we have no sponsorships, we have no outside funding sources. We have no funding sources at all. Except for our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com, type in last minute politics, which is also the title of this show, you can become a patron. We have one tier for a dollar or more if you want to be really cool. You get access to our Discord. Right now we have people in the chat with us listening in live as we record. That's our reward. We also do movie nights occasionally where uh, we watched They Live, which is a classic. There's there's very few explicitly leftist like Hollywood big budget films and that's one of them. And in it, a guy puts on glasses that suddenly makes him able to see through uh, mass media and see it as the propaganda that it is. If you've seen the GIF or footage of guy puts on glasses and the billboard just turns into the big word "obey" on it, like that was in the set what eighties, in the seventies or eighties, and it's only gotten worse. And I think that's just <laughs> what it is. Like it's just like once you become a certain level of I don't know woke or whatever you want to call it, once you start seeing the matrix, it gets harder harder to ignore, and it's getting more and more concentrated. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that note, and on the topic of propaganda, uh, I I'm not gonna say the date on here, but the next movie night that I am going to spearhead is we are going to watch Sidney Lumet's 1976 classic Network. If you have heard the phrase, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It comes from this movie. If you don't know anything about it, keep it that way and come watch. It is, I love it. I love it dearly. It is Mm. so much better than that phrase. It is. And people people misinterpret what that phrase means or what, You'll, if you don't know what it means, you'll be interested <laughs> to see what it means in the context because it's yeah. not what you think. It isn't because, you know, I'm sure you too, Dragger, you, you, you heard that in like the popular. I did. I was well aware of that phrase before I ever saw Network. Right. But then you saw it in context like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah. Sidney Lumet makes a lot of socially hyper socially conscious excellent movies. Most probably well known for Twelve Angry Men, also Dog oh, Day Afternoon. Course. Oh hell yeah! Which has early overall very respectfully treated trans representation. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, yep. I saw That's that a long time ago. All right, so we got one more major topic, and that is. Uh, oh wait, wait, do we already talk about someone by? Oh, I, we, I was I was asking how to pronounce her name. Edit that out. Let's Simone talk Biles. about Simone Biles. Biles, our most famous gymnast at the moment. She's the if you've seen like advertisements with with a with a lady on a balance beam, it's probably Simone Biles. She, uh, as everybody's probably aware now, pulled out of the team event, the women's. That's where like. A different person kind of does various things, and you add up your team score. So when you hear, like, Russia won in gymnastics, they're talking about the team event. And now uh, she has also pulled out of the individual all-around event. Uh, Zan, uh, what what have you been – what are the reactions? Why are we talking about this? Why is this remarkable? Well, I mean, I've always had an interest in the Olympics and sports and shit. And, uh, of course, you know, it, it always captures a, a certain – a certain demographic and I, I really didn't care, but everyone, you know, you know what, you know what it was? The cold war really got people into the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really used got, as like a proxy thing for like, yeah. who's better. And then let's fight it out on the, it was a rah, guess, rah, track. Yeah. Cause you could, you could beat the bad guys and it, and not kill them. <laughs> well, that's been the same thing. We were doing that, shit in nazi germany too yeah same kind of like political statements via the olympics the olympics are very 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 political and if oh, people, oh like, yeah trying to ignore that is you know it's national Ridiculous. like there, there's very few times where the whole world gets together and does something that is friendly which is yeah. also the cool part of the olympics well, but it's a ton of posturing and that's the thing is it's it's it, it ruins the town it's literally thrown together by millionaires to benefit a bunch of people where they know that money is going Oh, it's like, talking about the literal, the literal what it Olympics. takes logistically to make the, the Olympics. Business yes, that is also is not <laughs> great, yeah. and like it just keeps going to keep going. Don't, don't, don't kid yourself. It's a self-perpetuating system. <laughs> that said, uh, people still pay attention to Olympics and really care, so it's worth talking about. So Simone Biles, who was two-time champ, said had problems of going through this, and she had the mental problems. I said I could not do this. I can't perform, and her coach said, "I saw your, I saw you're fine. I just saw your warm ups." And he says, "No, trust me, I can't do this. We will lose a medal. I can't do it." And then when they said that, they took her seriously. <laughs> so obviously, you can do that if you're a two time champ, but if you're a worker and you're not a two time champ, it's kind of hard. It is, it is hard to pull out at crunch time, and that's where the exactly where conservatives went. That's exactly what their fucking criticism was. But except, instead, what they did was say, all Americans, fuck her. They said, she should have done a flip and go out there and get a medal. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. So the reason conservatives jumped on this is because they see the threat of us literally uh, making mental health a concern and a value that we should be having. <laughs> like... There's that idea. It, 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 it's it's a it's a fight against mental health of, 
And, and hell, we all know that it's not covered by insurance, or, or usually, if you're lucky, you can get it covered by insurance. But what I'm saying, there's a reason the guy in Platoon stabbed his leg to get back home. Because he knew he couldn't get back for fucking shell shock. <laughs> yeah. So, so, in that same way, unless, unless Simone Bilas had a fucking broken leg, no one's going to accept her not performing. Or at least a certain demographic of people who are wrong. <laughs> it's, I, saw that. I mean, at a most basic level, it is bullying. Oh, absolutely. Is do your job. You're supposed to get a gold medal for us. Literally, they're saying do this for your country. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she said, it was funny. She had the right opinion of I, I was doing this for myself and I wasn't feel like I was doing this for myself. And that she even said that in her statement. And she knew that she wouldn't get the medal. Like, she knows herself better than anyone. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's the two sides of it. One side being, as you said uh, before, Zan, luckily Simone is in this position where she already has, she's got endorsements out the ass and she's yeah. going to be like a beloved figure for a long time, kind of no matter uh, no, uh, no matter what, unless she messes it up somehow by, I don't know doing something horrible but, but right now everybody loves her she's on commercials people recognize her she can go around she can write a book she can a movie but if you just got your job in the game industry you can't quit in crunch time you'll be blacklisted forever and you have to fucking bitch about it online or something so i guess <laughs> so you can i guess see this in a couple of ways like uh people bring up a uh, naomi osaka who is a tennis player she did the same kind of thing where she's like i don't like doing interviews because they fuck me up mentally uh, I don't want to do them. And she's like getting fined by the like pro tennis association and all that shit. And uh, that's been one of her big champion thing issues there. Champion championing is the amount of uh, pressure that we're putting. Uh, let's face it, base, borderline children or literal children. Cause some Olympians are what? 16, 17. Yeah. Can't you be, you can be under 18 in, in the Olympics and a ton of them are. So we're essentially like, <laughs> at what point are you allowed to say no to people? At what point are you allowed to say, look, I'm fucked up right now and I can't go do a flip. <laughs> you gotta give You're me a right. break. <laughs> like, what's going to happen if I don't do that flip? Oh, a different person does the flip? All right, <laughs> let them do it. They want to do it, right? <laughs> like, Because that's the thing. It's the Olympics. There's a thousand stand-ins. A new person's going to get a shot, which is another kind of, I, in my mind, a positive. that somebody who probably wasn't going to get to be in the Olympics. <laughs> Oh yeah, and for for the record, they were there was no way that even if Simone like uh, had gone in or had gone in and completely messed it up, it was no one person's mistake could have gotten them the distance <laughs> to first place. It's not like they lost by like point one or something. It's like oh, if only it was Simone. Like it wasn't close enough. So if you cared about yeah. that, that is also true. <laughs> like, but then some asshole is gonna say, yeah, well she came and everyone would have revved up and they would have won. Like yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> So the the back there's the backlash is what's fascinating to me because there has been a backlash of people who are mad at her about it. Uh, the funniest tweet being like, "Imagine if Michael Jordan would like quit in Game Seven of the NBA <laughs> Finals," and everyone's like, "Look, Michael Jordan switched sports to baseball, be like as a way to kind of grieve his his recently deceased father." Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> that's a bad example. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you both know about that. You're in Chicago. Uh -huh, he uh -huh. loved his dad, and his dad uh, wanted him to play baseball at some point when he was younger. So his dad died, and he just it fucked him up, and he went and joined the ma joined Major League Baseball. And then he won another three feet and said, fuck it, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> came back and won more championships. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, maybe we should all chill out and, like, stop acting like we're entitled to pe other people's bodies. I, I, think, I think it's that... I didn't finish my thought on bullying. It's bullying specifically 
like not in service of anything other than publicly punishing perceived weakness mm. and showing what'll happen to you if you are weak as if like all right let's say it is weakness shouldn't you have empathy for oh that must suck like why the dog piling on top of it as being explicitly performatively cruel is what's yeah i don't know that's what is fucking me up the most about it like that's yeah. what i see when i see those conservative folks saying those things like and the worst part it's the whiplash it's the whiplash effect of like the movie whiplash of what was there to gain a silver and a gold so the Wheaties box is a little prettier what the fuck is the like the stakes <laughs> you know what the, i'm saying yeah, the, the whole point is it's about like i am very comfortable with competition in the name of a bunch of people want to see how far this goes and who does it like I really yeah. genuinely enjoy that, and anything after that, especially in the USA, this fetishization of celebrity <laughs> and capitalism that is just thrust upon the Olympics, which you know yeah. is stated that's not supposed to be its point. You know, like if anything, <laughs> the country posturing bothers me less than us and our capitalist take on it. Ugh. it's funny. The back of the track and field two box, I still remember it said. Forget the gold. Go for the endorsement bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah. Like, okay, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. And not all, but I think a big chunk of the people, uh, you know, I think the backlash itself, at least for a, a, a lot of these pundits, is itself performative, where I don't think they actually give a shit about any of the actual situation. They just know their fans will get a kick out of like, yeah, fuck her. her like, <laughs> you just got to like oh, yeah. whip up a... To continue to like get yourself trending on Twitter because you said something so shitty and you know that your fans will love it and other people will will quote retweet you and get you more clicks and like I think a lot of it is super cynical uh, culture just pure oh, culture war at least it's super well, predictable <laughs> like Charlie Kirk called her a sociopath because yeah, she didn't the Charlie Kirk do it for her country. <laughs> Like, she, does, exactly. she doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he just yeah. one knows he'll get outrage clicks out of people. Uh huh. And his yeah, base he, will love it. How do we come, like, is is it worth combating? Is this a case of what we want, only try and cater to the people that don't want that stuff? Or is it just fruitless? If you live under neoliberal capitalism, everything becomes either the market itself or you become the counter market for it. Like, they know there's a, 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 a little a, a mini fandom surrounding of people who will be pro Simone and then so then people go ah I will now position myself anti that to catch all the people who are anti and just like yeah. efforts to further compartmentalize and try to glean money off of the people's you know <laughs> the way we are <laughs> the way that we are have been made to act under the system are like competition and hating each other <laughs> yeah the people who benefit most are, are Twitter and the pundits oh absolutely it's out it's the outrage fuels clicks more than I mean, even like the Guardian, like <laughs> they get to write articles about this, and like everyone's like, "How can we farm money off?" Of it? <laughs> it's insane. Uh, maybe I can ask my way into it. Uh, one of the things was, you know, when we were talking about it in our chat, uh, what was fake news? Like, what were there different reasons? Because we were kind of talking about, yeah. So because uh, it was. Let me find the term. 
the flippies or having the twisties? Is is it the twisties? The, the twisties. twisties, yes. Yeah, her her equilibrium yeah. was a little screwed up. They were kind of saying like an in. They first sold it as like an injury thing. Like they definitely were wording it to sound like this is a brain thing that she can't help. She's got an inner her inner ears fucked up kind of thing. But the more you read into it, but the more you read into it, this is definitely a mental health thing. This is and and she even addresses it as such. But boy oh boy, I, I the. The first blurs I heard were very sounds like an injury. Yeah, uh, but to a certain extent, if we are treating mental health with the uh, seriousness it deserves, it kind of is. It, that's what I was getting at at the beginning. It should be seen as like she had to have a broken leg. She couldn't have a broken brain. You know, we, we respect that. We don't respect this. Uh, There's this idea that short of like, physical trauma or a purely you can point to it external source that it's that infinite well of uh free will and um mm. effort and that yep admitting that our brains can just do things to us is one scary to some people cuz it's a they think they're losing agency by admitting to that somehow mm-hmm. and that two it means you have to like it means you have to treat it it turns it into a real problem. Yeah, they're literally saying she isn't trying hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. The other example that backfired, talking about physical versus mental injury, in uh, 1996, I'm pretty sure, they pulled up a clip of uh, another USA gymnast who they're like, she had a severely like broken ankle, and look, she still did all this. Mm-hmm. And then they brought up, well, hey, you remember the whole... Oh, who's it? Was it Larry Nassar, the USA Gymnastics uh, pedophilia sex crime uh, thing that yeah. I, no one seems to be talking about anymore? That was like a huge deal at the time. And well, I think it's Larry Nassar. It's like, yeah, they fucking convinced her to go out there, like talked her into it with her injury. Like she's a child and can't really make that call anyway. Like why would you allow that? And apparently that was like the last time she competed because it just made her injury that much worse. And Ugh. they put her back into the arms of Larry Nassar, who was the guy who in 1996, like uh, they were a doctor. He wasn't. It wasn't like the head coach or anything, but it was a doctor who was just it was like, a huge thing. Yeah, it was because it was like a hundred hundreds. Like it was just a huge number. Like basically every single female U.S. gymnast has been had been fucking uh, sexually assaulted by this guy under the guise of a medical examination. Like just dozens and dozens and dozens of of uh, of people. Yeah, and she's been Ooh. more open about the trauma from that. Like from yeah. this uh, late, latest thing, so you know that these things compound upon each other. Obviously, uh, man, it gotta get those kids out there on behalf of America. The US gymnastics, gotta do it for America for some reason. Gotta fill that Wheaties box. It's not a great organization. <laughs> I think FIFA's corrupt. USA Gymnastics, because at the end of the day, yeah, it's a it's. All of this for usually literal children getting out there and doing the thing. Well, you I'm look into try, it, I, you would say, oh, they wouldn't do this for no reason. But there is a reason is certain people are very much benefiting and they keep doing so. So it's just a weird racket that wrecks. Yeah, it just wrecks cities. It's not very beneficial to the town and stuff. There, I got to find more about what the Olympics does to towns, but it's not great. I am so infinitely thankful that Chicago did not get it. Right? That would have been I, utter fucking disaster. 
It would have been. It's, You're right. No, it's, I. It's going to be in L.A. pretty soon, and I want to go to at least something. But L.A. is also a city that has enough stadiums; they might not have to fuck up their whole world. The yeah. Chicago's public transportation has a lot of problems, and the amount of time mm. they would have to deal with that, if they would ever even be able to deal with it, would just ruin being in the city. Yeah. Like, the amount I mean, of regular yeah. people that rely on that to get to and from their jobs would all get fucked. So, like, just yeah. the negative, the people that are here having to live with it, oh. And it would be years of that. Yeah. Freaking uh, some more news from a podcast I listened to. They brought, it was kind of it was brought up jokingly, but it's like we should just make a city that's Olympics city, like somewhere where it wouldn't fuck anything up. You know, pick a place that <laughs> don't ru- don't like force everybody out of their houses, which is what does happen when the Olympics come to town. By the way, is they they right. get they use it essentially as an ex- it's hard to you can't prove it's an evil minded conspiracy, but it'd be hard to come to any other conclusion. Look at the ev- look looking at the evidence, but it seems like certain cities try to get the Olympics so, as an excuse to just shove to make homeless people to just do anything they want to them like or to level a a tenement house or to like take what they consider a bad part of town and and level it to build a stadium it's like wow they're gone now (laughs) (laughs) i mean not everybody involved is that's the goal but somebody at the top's probably like i know it'll get rid of these homeless people the olympics (laughs) a new stadium (laughs) well we're at an hour yeah. I have been Pepper Coyote. I have been Zanny the Blue. And I have been Dragor. What are we what are your like short term plans, everybody? I'm going to see my uh, family in Pennsylvania with my QAnon uncle. I'll be I'll, I'll the QAnonkle. 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 <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh we uh we will be doing streams on Dragon Show on Zanny or Alkali and Zanny. Uh, channels, so keep tuned for that. Uh, I believe Friday, Alkali will be doing something with Boozy, and we'll be doing more streams. So yeah. Uh, hopefully, I have our new last-minute politics website on it with footnotes. All these things nice. we talked about. We'll soon. We'll have just our list of links. Nothing crazy. Maybe a note on it here and there. But, uh, you know, we compile links and such before each show, and we have our little version of show notes. So uh, some of y'all expressed interest in having that be available alongside the episode. So uh, I hope in two weeks a demo of that is out there. We'll find out. Cool. Yeah, Dragor, I've been seeing the the, up, the occasional up... Oh, sorry. Uh, directly outside of my house, one person's trying to back in their driveway. And it looks like someone else is trying to go behind them. And, oh, they're fine. Okay, no, nobody hit good, each good. other. Everything's cool. <laughs> but you've been showing us updates for uh, the, the things you've been doing on the website and the work with automating things in general. And I appreciate the work you've been doing to make the, the process of producing yes. the podcast easier. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to, in the name of communism and hooray, uh, I will open source all of this stuff. I'm going to be writing documentation for it. So if any of y'all listening or know anyone with a podcast that wants to be able to just publish the fucking episode from your shared Telegram group, which is <laughs> <laughs> the the urge yeah. I finally had, like, God damn it, why can't we just do this from our Telegram group? And thus a project was born. Um, nice. So, yeah, the nifty thing is generating the waveform for the YouTube upload. So Yeah, that'll be interesting. Very really cool. cool. If we can make it happen. 
I've already done a video test upload and uh, almost gave us a copyright strike because the song I tested <laughs> the video on was uh, Furs the to the Left. Slide. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so like, I uploaded it and it immediately emails and tells me, like, you uploaded copyrighted things. You've never done this before, so we're not counting it as a strike against you, but blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yeah. So I deleted it, hell? and I have not tried <laughs> uploading anything since because it kind of got me a little bit nervous. It's a fucking algorithm. You should take oh. pieces of one of the takes you sent me. Zanny, the the topic we missed that I'm going to edit in. So we were talking about what we're going to be doing. We are talking about streaming. And I was like, oh, wait. I forgot one of the cool things I was seeing was a lot of people saying, hey, I stream, and I'm not going to be streaming Ubisoft or any... Uh, fucking uh, Blizzard Activision stuff either or any other companies that have gross practices. So I'm seeing that a lot more and I'm encouraged by that because the more noise that's made, you know, we, we talk about boycotts and boycotts don't work that great in this day and age because you can always find a market to, to, to get money from. <laughs> but the more people make noise and keep this in the lexicon of people knowing about the abuse of the longer this goes, the better. The better people can know about it, that this is happening. In in in, uh, it's a good thing. Streamers are free advertising for any game they play. Yeah. So it's not a direct financial impact, but by them not doing that, like they're not going to go away. But it keeps them in the lexicon. It it really does matter, especially to like younger kids and stuff. Like anyone who's not paying attention to this stuff, honestly, you can miss this. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's not like a person. So like Cheeto, people are going to keep following that person. Mm. How much does your average person actually care hyper focused about what the like there are Blizzard fans, but there aren't as far as I'm aware, Activision fans. Right. <laughs> but Activision but like joke. The, it's one of the hate companies. Yeah. <laughs> but like, all right, for Call of Duty, for example. What is the number of people that are following the company behind it, or they're just following the thing called Call the property. of Duty? Like, did you realize? I didn't realize the fucking Spyro and Crash are also both technically Activision games now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't make those. It's like, ins- and apparently, no. Insomniac is also now bad. Like, it's it's every company, and like until there's Swallowed some kind up. of until there's some kind of big movement. Like that's why the that's why like the walkout in that is some is uh, exciting. <laughs> that's like something with ubisoft everyone's like boo ubisoft then it just kind of went away but like a bunch of employees deciding to do a thing that that will do a change i still in the meantime i'm not buying any fucking activision blizzard games but i'm also a type of gamer who just doesn't enjoy those the kinds of games they make anyway but that's just coincidental if it was my favorite kind of game i, don't know, I, I probably would stop playing it anyway just because it's like ah there's other shooters <laughs> But, like, what if you're a competitive Overwatch player and it's like, well, fuck, this is my career. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to follow up on this and see where you are for a week from now. What the hell happened? Yeah, I hope there's movement on it. But I, I think the thing that we'll do it is employees uh, grinding work to a halt and making them miss a deadline or something. That would fuck shit up. At least a little. <sighs> I think that would have to mean the walkout is more sustained than yeah. just a day. I want. Yeah, how come you don't have a crowdfunded strike fund? How come there's no like GoFundMe of like, hey, we're all collectively striking, so help us pay our bills with the strike fund? Like that'd be awesome. I'd love to give some money to a strike fund. <laughs> Why can't? Well, yeah, but I would like, literally. <sighs> ugh, 
we don't know how to organize. There's nobody to swoop it. We need somebody to swoop in and be like, all right, everybody, we're the Teamsters, and this is how you do a fucking strike. <laughs> like, <laughs> park how about we take all these developers? We, we throw our money together, we pay that group, and they say, we're just going to make these awesome games, and we just come out with them every once in a while. That's <laughs> like, the other. Oh, Wouldn't fuck. that be the greatest thing? Like right? they leave The strikers leave the negotiations and go, oh, make wait, them. we're the ones that make everything. Uh, here's yeah. our GoFundMe for a new studio, and boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're the people that make the games good. That like, they they have the power not just in that they're the people that do it, but they're the people that are responsible for making it a thing you like. Uh huh. Uh huh. And like we've seen, you know, <laughs> when the people who make the thing leave and they're replaced with just the cheapest people out there, you do not get good games, and they don't sell that great. Like games still have a little bit of this bar of. It has to be playable slash fun to some degree, or people will not do it. It's not a job or anything. Yeah. In the chat, they pointed out that Candy Crush is also an Activision Blizzard game. Oh, <laughs> because, of course. What the fuck? Of course. So weird. Holy oh, yeah, crap, Tony Hawk. Uh, Diablo. Oh, no. Ah, Diablo. Right? Fuck, I know Diablo. one of my friends is of streaming Diablo. Diablo 3, like, right now. <laughs> like, that's, that's hilarious. The, they've been doing it for, like, a week, for weeks, and I was like, well. Uh. <laughs> God, I hope nothing comes out about fucking Capcom. They're, my, they're the only AAA studio that I still like. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I've not heard any horror stories from the, Capcom specifically. The only, but I'm the, all the AAA games that I actually enjoy playing, like the single-player, story-driven, under twenty hours fucking games, like Resident Evil Village. Capcom has just been on a hit parade lately. <laughs> Is that enough? I play a lot of indie games. I just happen to like the kind of games that are indie games. They're like top-down Zelda clone type things or like neo-retro shit. I like that, though, so it's easy for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all played games that are good that did not require slave labor. So yeah. it's like, ah. Good, good luck, Activision Blizzard Strikers. I hope you keep yes. it up and make your company sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and we can get you a... Uh, Kia Kami. Kia, Kia Comrade. <laughs> Drive it through the doors, your part. A Kia Comrade Coupe. Wait, are these all K's? No. <laughs> no, it's it's KCC. Thank God. <laughs> uh, Alright, I, I Dan did, was there other stuff? That's it. I just wanted to talk about that anyway. All right, everybody, y'all bye. Bye.